This year is brought to you by Eshel Publications. Eshel Publications is a non-profit organization dedicated to spreading the Torah, Shiurim, and Tzfarim of Rabbi Aaron Lapiansky. For sponsorships or more information, visit eshelpublications.com. Okay. Uh, another evening, as may be the case. Um, we are holding, last week, we saw the morale on a number of Yosef Kassin and Bisha, we spoke about Yosef um, not having Ayn Har being shaylet on them, and that's why they disregarded the advice to go hide. They didn't need to hide because Yosef has the quality that um, Ayn Har is not shaylet. So um, we spoke last week about it, about Leah and Rachel and so on. I wanted to add an, another point, and then I wanted to do a morale somewhere else where he, where he adds so the third point. I, I want to speak a little bit about Ayn Hara and why it works, how it works. In, in, in other words, or better said, why it applies in certain cases. Yes, certain cases not. So it says that Yosef Atzadik Zecha, that his children are not affected by Ayn Hara. The, um, the Gemara says... Uh, a few things about Yosef, not here, but in other places. It says that Yosef at Sadik, he because he didn't look, he his eyes were not out for the woman that didn't belong to him. So he was Zeicha that everything in um that everything in Shiloh, Shiloh was based on Migdash that was the Mishkan that was built for quite a while in Yosef's Chelek and Shechem, over there, much, it had a certain Kedusha above the, the Beis HaMikdash, because any place that you could see it, you could eat Kachim. Its Kedusha extended as far as the eye could see it, and that was sort of a Mida Keneged Mida, a scarf because he didn't look where he shouldn't have looked, and so on. So I want to explain a little bit how Ayn Har works, and again, I'm not talking about the practical, practical parts of it, um, that you have to go to your local Sprecher, the guy who undoes the Ayn Haras and practices uh, practical Ayn Hara, uh, whatever. But I want to try to understand the concept a little bit and, and therefore why it doesn't work by Yosef and so on. <laughs> um, the, the Gemara, Ayn Hara actually has a halachic basis. It says you're not allowed to walk by your friend's field when it is in full bloom because of Ayn Hara. If you stand and stare at it, you're giving the person Ayn Hara. So let's understand a little bit about a person's mitzvah in this world is defined by the space he occupies. Every single person occupies a certain space in this world, and he's entitled to that. That's his, that's his mitzvah. And everybody has Dalai Ramazan to throw. Everyone is entitled to the land that will give him the, the food that he needs and the water to drink and so on. That's part of our Metzies in this world. Besides that, we also have potential. We have things in this world that are potential that we could possibly um, develop. And make and make arrows. So I have a little piece of land. The land is just dirt, and I work it and I develop it. 
and it produces food and, and, and a place for me to live and so on. So a person comes in this world, there's very little that is his mitzias. His mitzias is like a, a caver, it's nothing. But there's potential that he, can, that he could possibly um, develop and realize. The aver that is associated, the organ that's associated with potential is the eye. In other words, the physical body of the person is where he is. His hands and feet deal only with what's hands reach. In other words, it's here. But to be able to um, look at what potential there is, I have to look out. It's just like we talk about a person, he's a person of vision. What we mean to say is that he realizes potential um, and, and is able to set himself to developing it. So the koach of a person is sort of identified with not where the person is, but what could possibly be his. That's, that is what, what the person's vision is all about. The word ayin, ayin yud nun, um, also means a wellspring. In other words, something coming forth, ain't like we have now, it's all ain't it's this, ain't that. It's, 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 it's al ha'ayin. A wellspring is called ayin because it's also, it's a place from where potential births forth and streams out. That's the core of re'i of a person. A person sees and it becomes realized. Moshe Rabbeinu was told to see at Yisrael. The Avram was told to look around and to see and 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 whatever he sees will be his. Seeing as something that is our ability to uh, size up potential and make it a mitzvah. Now, <clears throat> what happens is that people, because they have a desire for realizing potential and having more, we're ambitious. We're also greedy. And therefore, our eye many times sees other people's property as being potentially mine. Ha'ayin roya, ha'lev chomed. The eyes, the bad side of the eye is it does not distinguish between what is mine and what's not mine. In other words, because if, um, our hands and feet can only deal with what actually is me and mine. What's the ground I'm standing on? What am I holding in my hand? So, so there's not really any place to stray. But the eyes are there for something which is not realized yet. It's not yet mine. It, it could be mine. It would be mine. And therefore, it has a, a bad side to it that it can, um, it can look around and see many things that don't belong to him as belonging to him. Um, anyone who's raised little kids knows that kids generally, little kids generally think that whatever they see is theirs. They identify, you know, mine, mine, mine. Um, they, all it needs is they should see it, and that's enough. Um, there's, a, there's actually a shayla in the Gemara of habot is kona behefka or not. If, if something is hefka, just by looking at it, does it become yours or not? 
So, so the, the power of sight is that ability to apprise potential, um, which means it's not yet yours, and turn it into realized potential, which is avodas adam. It carries in itself a downside that it has a tendency to latch onto things that don't belong to him and see it as his. The when that happens with property, I look at somebody else's store and it's very, very matzliach. I look at somebody else's granary and it's very matzliach. And I, my eyes feel that it should be mine. Why shouldn't I have a store like this, uh, you know, a crops like this, whatever it is. It creates a certain conflict between my and yours and the Mela, on some level, that's damaging. It's a, it's a Ruchnistic level. I, I don't purport to know how it works, but at least we understand what the concept is. The concept by her is that when, when the scope of two people overlap on something, that creates Ein Hara. Now, Yosef Atzadik, it, it, his, it, his, um, it, his, resistance to Yetzirah, if you, if you learn the Psukim, it's extraordinary. He did not rebuff Aisha's Potifa by saying it's a horrible sin, it's ugly, it's filthy, it's, it's most. He said, you're not mine. I have total jurisdiction over your husband's um, affairs. I'm his executor, except you. You, you, you don't belong in the circle of things that are mine. So the, the Mida that, that really functioned in Yosef was not the Mida of despising Arias, but the Mida of integrity. He said, that's not, it's not, it's not in my sight. Um, it's not in my line of vision. And what a person doesn't see, a person is not homemade. A person doesn't crave. And, and Bimela, so... To him, something that was not meant for him didn't even appear in his line of vision. That was that was Yosef's midah. And therefore, and by consequence, he was Zoha that the Kedusha of his Mishkan could extend not only to places that are walled in, he, his Kedusha extended to the places that he could see. Because wherever he could look out and see it, that was that was Kedusha. That's that is the understanding of, of, of Yosef and Admida. I want to translate it in how this has a certain um, this how this has the effect on rebuffing other people's Yitzhahara. Let's give an example. If if my satisfaction in life is how I am perceived in society, um, then, then, then I must project myself outwardly. Um, there's an old Yushalmi joke um, where somebody was redoing his house and the interior decorator, the architect, asked him, what style would you like? So he answered, whatever will upset other people the most. In other words, whatever will make other people most jealous, that's what I'd like to have. You know, if it could be very opulent, 
I, a friend of mine was once sort of collecting money by someone in Europe and he asked the excuses of, he asked him if he could use the bathroom and the person told him, well, I have five bathrooms. And he said to him, I, I only use one at a time. So if you'll tell me, like, why is it important to me how many you have? Just, you know, show me. Um, so a person whose own metzias lies echitzenius, so he's going to have to project um, his metzias into the world. He's going to have to um, sort of present it to, to, to everyone around and about. And part of his satisfaction is that his struggle, in other words, it's like, I won. This could have been mine, it could have been yours, and it's mine. Because that's really, that's the plane of his existence. So his eyes are bad. He, he, he you know, he's, he's a lot more, the world that he lives in is all about that common area. And therefore, he projects it. A, he shows it to people. And B, he makes an issue of it. And therefore, someone else is upset with it. And Ayn Har is understood as a disharmony in, in, in the Brias Olam. Any conflict between two El Nivroim creates a problem. And the Gemara says, if a chazan says, I can't sipo yagir that is mispal that Akashbaruch should should um, have mercy on us, like he had mercy on on the on Kensipper. So the Gemara has two reasons why it says you you stop him. One reason is because he makes Akashbaruch who's meisim rachman exeris. The other one is because he sows kina be meisabrachis. He sows jealousy by saying Akashbaruch preferred had more mercy on one type over another type. There, that's that's bringing dissension in, into the world. So any person who is um, whose metzias is on the on the general plane where everybody occupies is going to draw Ein Hurt himself. Anytime I put out something that I have, that's going to be an object of um, of distress. Someone else is going to feel distressed by it. And Bemela, it, it creates a bad vibe, and however we understand those Rokhnistika worlds. Yosef Atzadik didn't need, and, and yes, when he was a Nar, by, by telling his dreams, he did create the problem. But, but once he was a Mitzrayim, he had no need to tell anyone, and he could live on his own. This is, this, the, the place where it comes out, the Marshall, is by Shaul. It says Shaul as a descendant <laughs> you know, it's Binyam, it's B'nai Rachel saying, is, it didn't tell anybody about the Dvaram Lucha. So, so um, if, if, if somebody were to crown us, what does it mean to be a king and nobody else knows about it? The, the answer is, for us, that would be meaningless. But for Shol HaMelech, his world was the Panemistic world. And being that his world was the Panemistic world, it, there was no need for it to come out. So I inherit, if I'm private about my own possessions, I don't need to tell people about my success. I don't need to flaunt it. I don't need to display it. There's not going to be an horror because my world is really apart from your world. My world doesn't lay on the same plane as your world lies. And that, that's why that Mida prevented Ayn Hara. That 
I think it complements the point that the morale made, made over here about, you know, just explains more a little bit about the Indian and uh, uh, of, of where I heard a where it's not. So Dagim and the Yam, they don't occupy the same plane as we uh, occupy. We don't see them. So therefore there's no Ainhara. But anything that's anything that is on the surface is either occupying space. We want to occupy is in my domain. There's conflict of, of, of the different spaces and so on and so forth. That that one, that's a pshat and that pshat morale there. I want to add one more point to the morale. This is in Chedusha Goddess about Mitzia, where he speaks about this point also about why Yosef comes is a mokom nista pnimi and he says the following: the fisha Yosef koach emtsoi shahem tsoi nista ushnek tsois mi bachutz v'dovaze yosh min Yaakov yasid berus abicha gover abichas hayrei kenal roishes lekadim zir echav v'yaduah ki Yaakov will midas hayem tsoi ben Avram Yitzchak. So um, he says as follows: he says. Yaakov had the middle Mida between the two extremes. The middle Mida is always hidden. And Yosef being the one that Yaakov gave over most of his Torah, most of himself, um, inherited that Mida. Um, and he said, Yaakov is the middle Mida between Avram and Yitzchak. Let's try a little bit to explain wh- what relevance has, what it is, and so on. So it goes like this. The the um, the Rambam the Rambam when he speaks about the appropriate way for a person to conduct his affairs, the Rambam says it's by finding the midpoint of his middles. Now, every midah the Rambam says he goes through quite a great length in Hilchos Every midah has two extremes, so a person can 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 um, never give a penny stucca or give all of his wealth to stucca. A person can be always. You know, ready to blow at a, at at a moment's notice, his, his temper flies, or he could be totally apathetic, and, and and so on. A person can be extremely big baltaiva or zero taiva, and so on. And both of the extremes are not good. And what's good is the derech said the midpoint, um, and that's the Rambam. That's the Rambam holds that that's the key of a valachta bedrachah is to find that midpoint. Now. Let's define a minute what we... So this sounds like typical advice. Not too much, not too little, just, you know, Goldilocks, uh, Mahalach, of, you know, not too big, not too small, just kind of the middle. It's much deeper than that. Let's understand what that means. So let me, let's, let me pose it as a question. I don't know... I know the least I could eat is nothing. I can fist. I'll assume that... I could pack in two steaks. I don't know. I haven't tried, but I assume I could do that. So is one steak the derech ha Is that what I should be aiming for? Um, it, it, that's absurd. You know, does a person need to see, you know, how much he can stuff himself to the most and divide that in half? I, I, I don't think so. Um, if a person has, uh, I have a simple question. If a person gives no money to the stock, he gives zero to the stock. If a person gives all his money to the stock, he gives all his money to the stock. So is the derech ha-memutza 50%? It's halachly not true. So what does it mean, the derech ha-memutza? What does that mean? So let's give an example. When, when a person is taking a shower, the coldest the water can be 
is um, uh, zero degrees centigrade. It's not going to flow if it's less than that. It's going to be ice. The hottest it could be in is 100 degrees centigrade, um, and that is going to then it'll be steam. It's, it's so when I talk about lukewarm, do I mean 50 degrees centigrade? 50 degrees centigrade, you don't want to. I assure you, it it it's not. It, it, 40 is is kind of where where where, where people's limits go. Um, so, so what what does it mean? The answer is like this: Water has in itself property being cold and property being hot. I am interested in neither of those two. I'm interested in making use of it to, in the way that it is most pleasant or helpful to me. I take as much hot water as much cold water. And really, the the thing that it's producing is actually a a, a, a it, it's judged by a very different measure. It's not judged by some quality of the water. It's judged by the quality of my skin or my nerves of of of, of whatever it is. So, let's go back to the other things. A person has in himself um, certain qualities of, let's say, a person who's reckless in spending, will throw away all his money, or a person who's tight-fisted and gives no money. Both of these are qualities that are not good within themselves at all. A person takes and judges how much of each. When does he need to say, I need to be responsible? When does he need to say, I need to be giving? When does a person need to say, I need to hold in my emotions and not express anything. And once you say, I need to express my feelings. Neither of the two, it means that my the right way to interact with other people, how much do I show anger or not, has nothing to do with my emotions. It has to do with what is helpful for the other person. Sometimes I need to be forbearing and, and not talk at all. Sometimes I need to express something and so on. Um, so this derech hamemutsa that we're talking about is not just kind of a compromise between two. It's 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 it means I transcend. So when I when I take a look at myself uh, and I say I I I have raging temper and I have apathy. Well, neither of those are qualities that are useful or good in interacting with other people. Neither apathy as a mida nor rage is a bit as good. But I need to display sometimes my expression of satisfaction and I need to hold it in, in check. So whenever I talk about a third, a, a third way, a midway, it really means it's a deeper mahalach that can now include the two. It's a very, very different type of, 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 of approach. So Avram and Yitzchak, each one gave... Uh, implanted in Klai Yisrael of a, 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 a fundamental mida. Avram and put down the column of chesed, of giving, of spreading Hashem's name, and and everything that comes from that type of mida. Yitzchak gave a mida of din, which is understanding the perfection of Oros Hashem. It's almost counter Kirub. Kirub says, "Do something. It's good." Amidas Adin says the bar is very high, and if you're not perfect, it's really, really um, not good enough. Um, and those two 
are both very important midas. The midah of reach out Hashem and the midah of think a minute of the perfection as HaKadosh Baruch Hu are both extremely vital midas. The, the building doesn't stand. These are two columns that support the building. But without having the proper approach to how much of each midah am I making use of? How much do I need to take of this and this? I, 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 I'm not going to get it right. There are times when a person needs to say even a little bit of something, and as a person needs to say, the bar is very high. We're talking about Kodesh Baruch <clears throat> Yaakov Avinu's Mida, and it's associated with Torah. This is sort of with Gimel's Chesed, this is sort of with Avoda. Torah is something where the whole function of Torah is to give the right balance to different elements. Torah is always where I understand the mechanism of each thing and, and what takes priority and, 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 and so on and so forth. So the Mida of Yaakov, the, that third Mida is a deeper Mida. It, it's, it's, it's a more hidden Mida. It's like the water being hot or cold can be measured on, on, any, on any thermometer. The heat, the heat is, a, is, a, is, a, is, a, is a quality which has a cold. What I feel, and as applied to me, that's, that's sort of, if we can picture a deeper meter. And the same thing, my emotions are on the surface. I can turn on apathy. I can turn on rage. But Seichel sits behind it and says, this is a time for connecting emotionally. This is a time for distancing emotionally. So the morale is, gives us a little bit of a different perspective than Bamitzia in understanding, so to speak, the why of Yosef's Mida. Yosef's Mida has a lot to do with, because he has, he's the continuation of Yaakov's Mida, which is sort of that, that middle Mida that is, it's, it's sort of the fulcrum on, on the scale that allows me to tip each time where I need to tip it to. That is the Mida of Yaakov, and that's Mida of Yosef. That, by nature, is a panemistic Mida. Um, let's give a, a, an example in Avodah Hashem, like kind of. We can we can say there are tzaddikim who are very tremendously misled in Avodah Hashem, and you see the fire and the and the energy and, and and so on and so forth. And it's very easy to define that this person is 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 a soul on fire. Another person, I could say, he suffers a lot and, and takes it, and he's you know, and, he, and he's boteach. That that's easy to find. But when a person's mida is using his das to decide in each case what to apply and how to apply, that's a very hidden mida. That, that by definition, I don't see that mida. I have to reflect and, and look and look at the complement of things. So that's what Mal says. Yosef's mida is by its nature a hidden mida. Um, whereas the, the other midas that the Shvatim displayed are a lot more open by their nature, they, 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 they're on the table, so to speak. His meter is a deeper meter, and that's a hidden meter. It's another, another angle of, of how to approach it. Okay, we'll hold it over here, and let's we'll see you the next time. Shabbos. 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 Thank you, Rav. Good Shabbos.